We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Friday, the 15th day of April, the year of our Lord, 2022. I am Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and Ned. It is great to see you both today. Bruce, how are you today? Healthy and alive. Yeah, as usual. Fantastic. Ned, how are you? Have you calmed down since you called me this morning just ringing off the hook? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, just... Yeah, yeah. It took me a while, but yeah, I was fuming earlier on today. Oh, you were fuming. So I, I didn't... I didn't get into it with you about what you were fuming about, but I wonder if it's the same thing. I wonder if our paths are going to cross on this one because I was fuming uh, today, maybe for the same reason, maybe not. I didn't get into detail with it or with you on that today because I said, just hold it for this evening. I'll see you this evening and we'll discuss it. So here you are. You, you wanted to come on. Here you are. I said, uh, he, you asked what we were doing tonight. I said, whatever you want to do. I don't care. Table's yours. So what do you got? Lay it all out. Well, what got me annoyed? I'll go into that. And then I started looking at how, because we do talk a lot about America, and I started looking at my own societal mix-ups and things that are happening. But what really kicked it off was how a system that can be held as heroic is totally broken. Now, I have a daughter, and she's had abdominal pains for quite a while now, and it's... Like most medical systems, you have to go through a structure and stuff like that. But let's say a couple of months ago, you had these pains. So we took them in, took her into the local surgery, and she got possibly diagnosed with, uh-oh, let's see, this could possibly be an appendicitis. There seems to be a lot of young youngsters that are vaccinated that are showing symptoms for appendicitis, Oof, shot a straight up um, A&E, which is accident emergency. And so she's gone up the hospital 15 miles away, up the city, and... When she got there, she went, I said, oh, you haven't got any? Uh, no, you're fine. After a blood test, tonight, you're fine. And which she went, yes, well, that's probably I'm not vaccinated. So I didn't quite expect that, which was a possibly good thing because she'd been listening into the conversation. But she still had abdominal pain. So they took her blood and they said her bilirubin levels were high. That meant she'd have to try and bring them down whether due to dieting. And a week later, they should have checked, but they still didn't check that. And then they gave her, they said, well, we're going to have to do a scan, an ultrasound scan, just to see what's going on. They booked her in for the 25th of March. She then went positive COVID and so did her mum. And so we had a household of it. And so we advised the office, uh, the hospital can't come in because we're positive COVID and that's the routines. We'll stand by what you want to do it. So they gave us another date and thought nothing of it. Wait until she was double negative. And the date was to come up there day like so off we went there's a fuel shortage going on so i've gone 15 miles because it's madura i don't care hang on a minute I don't know, i've got hang on, 50 miles shortage, back. Well, that, sh that shouldn't bother you because you, sh you should have an electric car net well you know i'll afford one of those <laughs> <laughs> sorry I, I had to i just I had to put that ethically morally or monetary either way you want to look at it i mean 
Uh, not until it's sort of, you know, you probably have to plug me in first before I really want one of those damn things. <laughs> you know what? I had to plug. My, I, I was out driving. I drove my. This is how far I got with mine, okay? 100% charge. Drove to the next town over. Drove back. Drove to another town in the opposite direction. And then drove back. It's charging right now as we speak because it was dead Lord. by the time I got back. It's not good. Yeah, I know. It's just mad, isn't it? It's a glorified want, golf cart. I mean, is all it is. Well, yeah. If if you want a good performance electric car, it's going to cost you somewhere in the region of fifty, sixty grand in yeah. pounds. Yeah. 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 And then you've got to transpose that over into euros or dollars or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Guys. No, no, that's fine. That's fine because I'd only get wound up again. I actually appreciated that little interruption. So, yeah, I've taken up the hospital. Got there, got to outpatients. And then you start to, okay, they've got routines. And so because of a medical condition, she doesn't have to wear a mask. So you put a um, sort of uh, a lanyard around her, yeah, which signifies she doesn't have to wear a mask. But you get to reception and you get this big perspex temporary thing that's been put there. And two people that just stare at you and they go, uh, excuse me, um, where is the radiology stroke? Um, scanning unit. Um, can somebody tell me? And they just look at you. And the bloke's standing there behind there, pointing at his mask and then pointing at my daughter. And I'm giving it. <laughs> and she speaks up for herself and goes, I don't have to wear one, you know? And they're still not speaking. And I say, Well, <laughs> you are reception. And then these things sort of, one of them comes to life and points in another direction, still not speaking. Okay, so I'm off down the corridor. One of them comes to then- life. <laughs> <laughs> they just like NPCs. You just walk up to them, and they're just like, "Yeah, yeah, that, that direction." When these, I mean, when when you when you go to a place, whether it's a business, whether it's a hospital or anything, the people that you meet first are supposed to put you at ease. I'm sorry, that was more like gre- being greeted by the Walking Dead. So I've gone down the corridor, and we've gone and found a scanning unit, and there was two other people there. They looked up, and there's another big piece of perspex. So I'm giving it. I mean, I've got a mask on because I'm abiding by it. And so I then say, well, I'm here to, because my daughter, she's here to get, get scanned. And um, here's the letter. And they don't want to touch the letter. So you hold might it be, up to their might person. Be contaminated. Might be contaminated. <laughs> might kill them. So you're holding this up, up to the first week. You say, there's a name, there's a number, whatever. And then they tell me quite openly, well, you didn't attend on March. So you haven't got a scan. I said, no, we didn't attend because... We had positive for COVID in the house, and you guys told us that this is a date she can stand because she's still got abdominal pains. Well, because you didn't attend on March, and you're not on the system, and it doesn't say it, and the computer says, no, you can't have a scan. I said, did you just not hear me? You still got abdominal pains. Yeah? And I said, they looked through this, and one of them eventually gets up and walks down the corridor, comes back and goes, oh, we might have a space at 11.20. Um, would that be all right? I said, that would be fine. And then another one puts her hand up and walks down the corridor, comes back and goes, no, because you weren't here on the 25th of March, you can't have a scan. But what about that slot? No, we can't put it in the system. You've now got to go back to your doctor. They've got to ring us. And so you know, I said, well, you realize that since last night, she hasn't eaten as well because we do a scan and everything. And now you're saying we can't have this. So I was, I was very close to breaking point. And I mean, that's pretty rare for me. And I've, I went, <laughs> I eventually, I just went, and my daughter accepted it, and she walked away. And she's still got those abdominal pains. The doctor hasn't got back to us. The system is broken. And this was the epitome of a digital system. This is the epitome of tick boxes 
people that can't take a responsibility unless somebody else down a certain line, oh, this has to be done before this, before this. And if there's a break in the chain, that's it. Somebody else suffers. They don't look at you or your children as human. You're an object. My daughter became an object then, right? And so she's returned home, still with her pains. Nothing's resolved. And we've got to go through this same cycle. And I, I'm disgusted. Can I, I was can I furious then. Can I interject and uh, ask a yeah. question? Go on. Did you clap for the NHS? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I had to. I had to. Because no, it's, just, no, no, it's, so, no, it's no. so ridiculous. It, it is so ridiculous that I, I had to throw some humor into it. It's so ridiculous that you're asked or you're I'm sorry, you're not asked. You guys are told to go out and say clap for the NHS, support the NHS, uh, do this, do that, uh, abide by the NHS rules. You got to put up with all the propaganda and then you have a real issue that needs to be taken care of. And then this happens to you. I, I'll tell you, it, it was an eye opener. And I just, my daughter has, I'll tell you, I, I think she saw me thinking about doing something and just she took me away. And just, and I went, wow, man, I'm just, I was livid. I was upset that they couldn't actually see. Uh, but my daughter was treated as an object. She's still got the same problems. And now we've just got to go through a tick routine, which could fail again, you know, and hopefully it doesn't get worse. And I don't know. I don't know. It, it is have one tried, thing after another. I, I'm, I'm kind of unfamiliar, but have you tried something or, or considered a possibility that's different? Can you try a, 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 a GI doctor that's a private practice? Is that even possible? I don't know. I'm, I'm asking. No, I mean, around here, there are the, the is, there is like most towns that have built up and built up. The infrastructure hasn't built with it. There is a surgery. Yeah. Uh, it's Got it's it. laughable because how it works is that they have people have to sit on their phones like hot phones at eight o'clock in the morning to get an emergency visit. If it's not an emergency, you can get a casual visit, which could be two weeks, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, they sit on the phone, and if, if if it's they have to say it's emergency to actually get in there, get their ten minutes or whatever's allocated to them. I mean, it's it's. Well, don't. It's the night. It's the nightmare. I'm not. I'm not criticizing your uh, your system. I know you're very upset with it, but this is why Bruce and I always rave against socialized medicine. Is this reason right here? Is well, this is one of the reasons. Is this right here? Is your actually? Oh no, I mean, uh, you're treating yeah, it's crap. The when thing, you is, the thing is, I don't. I. I mean, thankfully, I. I don't get sick. Or if I. I. I got a hit of the COVID. It didn't take me long to sort out. And I will always look after myself. I was brought up that way with natural things, natural medicines, knowing and listening to your body. But when you've got something persistent that you can't do something about, especially with a child, or people will have this in older people, they worry about others. And that compounds it, especially when it's close to you, even when it's not close to you. I used to spend two or three weeks a year working at Ormond Street Hospital but technical reasons, doing stuff for them. And that is a soul-destroying place, something like that. When you when you go along and you're going into all the different places and you're seeing incubators with babies with more hoses coming out of them, children shouldn't be sick. And if there is something wrong with them, it should be sorted out. It should be prioritized, not treated as an object. And that was that's totally dehumanized everything today for me. And I thought, yeah, two years of this. Because I didn't even get to see a proper nurse or a doctor. 
these were just the people in the front, the receptions, the tick boxes, whatever. And they'd go off, come back. You just, there's this wall of idiots, you know? And they, they, they haven't got a clue. And they're sitting there and they have got zero medical know-how, I think. No, they're just and there to answer the phones and, and, and shuffle people around. And that's all they're meant to do. It's yeah. just that right there. And it's, yeah, exactly. And there's so much time. And if you're, you didn't turn up or it, well, it didn't turn up or if so much time goes past, then you have to start the whole process again. But illnesses don't work that way. Illnesses don't run along and give it, oh, yeah, hang on. This body hasn't taken a pill for a couple of weeks. Let's bog off and start it again in about a few more weeks. We'll give them a bit of kindness and they'll be all right for a while. Illnesses don't do that. So why does a medical system think they can? Because it just it compounds the situation. And yeah, sorry, that was what really upset me today. But um, it made me think. And then I thought, March? Because it's obviously this has been going on for a while and March. And then I started to think and I, I got home and I thought, yeah, there's so many things. I mean, okay, I've been on there and we've talked about things. And I started to dig through my notes and thinking, what haven't I talked about? What's going on out there? You know, everyday basis. And what is actually subtly happening by whether it's government or those in charge, which is actually saying, F- you to the people. And it's like, Excuse me, you can have a beep for that one. But um, we have this party gate. Remember the party gate? You heard the party gate go. Uh, oh, yeah. Boris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it. And Richie Sunak was up in front of uh, Parliament the other day. I've actually got a clip of it saying, I they never attended fined. any parties. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. You know how much they got fined? How much do people get fined in COVID and if they had groups of people getting together and stuff? Oh, like 500 think? pounds or something? Yeah, and plus. Yeah, and it's it's going to be Johnson paid. By- got fined. They got fined fifty quid. Fit fifty, and it's going to come out of the taxpayer coffers anyway. <laughs> fifty quid a face. There you go, boys. Jeez. Thank you very much. What a bunch of nonsense. And, and you're giving it. Hang on, didn't they make mandate laws that there was thousands of pounds of threats and everything oh, yeah. like this? If you yeah, get yeah. caught being together, and then oh, but Neil on, Ferguson, they, they Neil Ferguson could go see his mistress. People to go around and check. Yeah, so that, and, but Neil Ferguson, just Mr. Armageddon, he could he could go visit his mistress during lockdown. That was fine. <laughs> It's, it's just, oh, it, it's incredible. But um, there was one big positive thing that I really wanted to talk about last month that I didn't talk about. And I do apologize. I mean, I'm digging up stuff. Tanzania. Did anybody put that on air? I don't think so. The history of Tanzania during COVID? Look no. it up. It is such a positive thing. A negative, but a positive to show what people can do. Now, Tanzania, at the beginning, is COVID stuff. Their leader, now, hopefully, his name was uh, Magafuli or something like that. He was President Magafuli. Yeah? He got assassinated. He was anti-COVID, totally. He hated the whole thing, said he's not going to abide by anything. We live in Tanzania. It's 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 a lovely place, yeah? He got assassinated by somebody. Yeah, I heard that there, there were four, no, sorry, five, five national leaders who wouldn't go along with the COVID agenda, and they're all dead, and they were replaced. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, his replacement was Samia Suluhu Hassan. And if you go and look on the um, WEF forum, he has been one of the attendees there, yes, and he has been around there. And when he replaced him, all of a sudden, all these COVID restrictions came in, flights, masks, families, everything, yeah? But the big but is, within a week of him implementing them, First of all, the police force went, well, this is a bit much. 
very hot here and I don't like this sort of stuff. So they went, no, nah, we're not going to do all that. And then the people went, no. 50 million people said, we're not doing this. They sent their kids to school. They got on with their farming, their fishing, and totally ignored everything COVID a lot. The doctors that went out there and stuff and went, well, well, this is, well, and they went to check on to see who got COVID or whatever. The locals benignly looked at them, shook their head in a funny, laughable way, and ignore them and got on with life. Isn't that and what I said in the very the beginning? Just left. Isn't that what I said in the very beginning? Yeah. You remember, Bruce? Do you remember when I said in the very, very beginning, I said, if you want all this to stop, ignore them. Literally ignore them. Yeah. And I mean the governments, the police, the doctors, the nurses, these public health idiots, ignore them. The media, everybody, ignore them. Get on with your life. You want COVID to end? Make it end. Yeah. Ignore them. They put a sign up somewhere, walk past it, kick it over. Uh, that is one of the most positive things. People look at what people can do. They haven't suffered for it. Well, yes, they lost their leader. And in return, they didn't like it. And their answer was to continue what he said, no matter what idiot got put in charge. And it is really, really amazing that they, they did that. I think it was within a week to two weeks of it actually being implemented, all the COVID restrictions. And it was really, really, it was people power. It's quite interesting. It, it's worth a look. It was... It, it, I meant to talk about it last I, month. Yeah, yeah. I heard about some of those countries uh, that did that. Um, and, you know, I, I saw that uh, a lot of them had uh, these anti-COVID things. And one in particular, I can't think of which one it was. It was one of those African countries, I believe. And he had tested, he took a PCR test and he had tested uh, a goat. He tested a Coke can and he tested <laughs> uh, a piece of plaster on the wall. And he sent the PCR test in, and all three of them came back positive. And he was killed shortly <laughs> after that. Yeah, but you got to remember that. Hang on, I'm trying to think of his name now. The man who was pro PCR test and pushed it all forward, the doctor, stroke scientist, stroke professor, well, actually wasn't any of those titles. Drosten is a total, yeah, to, total the German idiot. Guy? <laughs> yeah, I can't remember he's what his a, surname he's, is. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. Dr Drosten, Christian Drosten. He, uh, he had. They, they took the PCR test, and I'm talking about the real one, the the one that was invented by Dr. Kerry Mullis. That's a real PCR yeah. test, and it really works. It's a diagnostic tool that they use in forensics labs, uh, and it works really well. It was never meant to identify any kind of virus or anything like that, uh, but. He reinvented this uh, th this PCR test, and he wrote a paper on it, and all of a sudden, and this is one of the points Dr. Michael Yaden pointed out, all of a sudden this thing gets peer-reviewed and verified within 14 days, and it's published in another 14 days. And all of a sudden, the World Health Organization says, oh my God, this is the gold standard. This is the test we're going to be using worldwide. And mm -hmm. supposedly, because in, in Germany, when you have an education of a professor Professor, if you're a professor and a doctor, then your legal title becomes professor, doctor, and then your first name and your surname. Well, his name is Professor Dr. Christian Drosten. Well, he's neither a professor nor a doctor. He's got fake credentials no. and he's now in hiding. And so th like th this whole thing is is a complete sham. All of it. Well, basically, I mean, they, I mean, uh, even after that, they somebody started to leak out from different ways of saying, there's data being kept from these PCR tests. Oh, yeah. Genetic data. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of you lot. And it's like a collect. Basically, all it is is like collecting 
data on individuals. Yeah, it's like I, I'm, I'm, I'm asking the question through this entire thing. I'm, and I haven't taken a COVID test. I don't even know what the hell one looks like. I haven't taken a COVID test and I have no intention of taking a COVID test. Why? Because why do I need to give up a, a sample of my DNA to do something? Since when do we do that? All of a sudden we just start doing that. That's our that's our ticket to, to do something in society. In a world that sells data. Exactly. And, oh, by the way, by the way, the letter that I got from the hospital that gave us the original date for the scan. Uh-huh. If you look on the last page, now we're talking about a young teenager now, yes? So not of age as such. So I'm obviously a parent, guardian, whatever. It says on there, if you don't want any of your medical knowledge anonymously given away to a third party, tell us when you get here. Otherwise, it will automatically be used. What? Yeah. For what purpose? Third party. Don't know. Could be anybody. Could be and you, for anything. Do you, yeah. Do you remember Nightingale? Yeah, I do. Yeah, the Google thing. Yeah. And okay. The Google. Yeah, thing. I got it. Yeah. I got uh, it. Okay. They they had Google help build an infrastructure to track um, medical data, mm. and and they were giving special privileges to do that. And but this is this is now how many people within a medical system? If I didn't see that and comment on it. And then you still don't know whether it's out there or not, like everything, except that it is. So now, it, it, I mean, the ruling always was, if you put your fingers to the keyboard and you do anything on the internet, except that it's out there, bottom line. Now it's except that anything's out there. Data is wild, no matter what it is, because the old, the people that are in care, and these are supposed to have these letters, if somebody's... My sight is poor, and somebody reads it. Well, you've got this um, meeting at the hospital at such such a day. They won't be reading right down to the end about there. So they'll go up as long as they've attended and haven't said anything verbally or otherwise. Their medical information can be anonymously used. And if that's happening here, where else is it happening? That is a good question. That is a good question. And you know what? To your point, and I wanted to bring this up uh, yesterday, but to your point about what you're dealing with. I have a similar case, but this one goes a little bit further. Um, I have a similar case in America. In America, we have this place in Cleveland, Ohio. It's called the Cleveland Clinic. Even if you don't know what it is, I'm sure you've heard the name before. Yes? I have. I've yeah, heard that. The Cleveland Clinic. They do special surgeries, uh, special cancer treatments, th- th- these types of things. Uh, special Oh, types Cleveland. Of, uh, Cleveland. That's, that's where you can give blood twice a week, legally. Well, probably. I, I don't know. It is Cleveland. I mean, there's yeah, it's the way it is up there. Uh, but try this one on for size. Listen to this one. The Cleveland Clinic. I'm sorry. Cleveland Clinic's Children's Hospital. Right. So the, the one for the uh, for the kids. They are refusing to give a nine year old boy a kidney transplant because the father is unvaccinated. Huh? You heard me. The, the, it, the mother now. and father are donors. They're possible yep. donors and both of them are not vaccinated. So they well, that won't. means it's probably in better condition. Yes. Yes. And basically what I, I, I remember reading this article and, and um, the family waited as long as they could before they did the transplant. So the, the, the kid was born with some um, um, uh, kidney problem. Yeah. Defect. Yeah. yeah. And I think his kidneys only operate at like 20 percent or something like that. Anyway, they were uh, managing it and they were waiting as long as they could before they did the transplant because a transplant typically only lasts 20 years. Um, so they were waiting as long as possible. And now it's it's time to do it. 
but it's in the middle of this COVID BS. And and what they're saying, the yeah, they don't care. Who's going to flag the? Oh, so the kid becomes an object of a political point of view. The, this is it's not this a medical exactly point the, of view. I know this is exactly that. I'm I'm just I, I know that this is a, kind of an extreme case, but this is a case Sorry, again yeah, where I, you're an I'm object. Still grumpy underneath it. No, all. I understand. I, I, I completely understand Boy, why you're grumpy. But this this is a case where the kid could possibly die because we're sitting here treating everybody as objects because of some stupid sick political agenda oh man no 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 you do I, not I mean, tell if it were you me do not force somebody to take a drug i mean actually taking that vaccine which isn't really proven other than it can have side. so take this drug it might have side effects it's not going to do anything positive for that kidney at all is it no not it's at not going to do anything positive done. so they're blackmailing on a political side to say you've got to do this their excuse behind this is during the, the process and afterward, they're going to be more vulnerable to any kind of infection or whatnot. Their immune system is going to be weakened during the risk of any uh, you know, because they have surgery. to take. Well, the, to be fair, during trans uh, after transplant, you are taking medicines to uh, hinder your immune system so that the organ rejection. is accepted. There's no rejection. Yeah. Right. No rejection. Right. Yes. That's so true. there's no rejection. But there's, there's drugs for that set up. They have routines for that set up. They have those routines set up before COVID, and they will be the same when the COVID isn't there. As long as they're clear and they're negative, it should go ahead because it is medical papers written that the vaccine actually affects your immunosystem. So it would have more chance of having an adverse effect than not. I mean, those parents need to really get get down on this vaccine thing and dig up as much info as possible because if they take the vaccine then the kid dies all they're going to say is well i'm sorry the actual kidney just didn't take that'll be well, the end the, of it the family is uh, the family's pretty woke on this one they understand the risks of the vaccine and they have religious grounds for not taking the vaccine so they they have a, a double front if you will as to why not to take it and the kid's still and sitting there giving it can i please have one of these yeah I, I, I cannot imagine as as the father of a child that oh, in this situation I'd and if the child died, you're going to do this. You're going to do this, and I'm not leaving until you do. That's I, me. I, 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 mm. Well, I tell you, that, yeah, yeah. And you wonder why people go around at gunpoint saying, "Hang on," you know? It's just uh, where do they get off? Kids what, what, are not objects. What what happened to their oath? What happened yeah. to you? You're you're trying to save people's lives. What happened to that? And now you have an, an instance where you can save a kid's life and you're saying, no, we're not going to save the kid's life well, because think of politics. It. Think about it. Let, let's go back to what Mike told us just the other day. Let, let's go back to that. When he went in to see his doctor just for a routine checkup to get his uh, get his medical card and get his check for yeah. uh, for his business. You're and off. Yeah, you're he's, off he's the sitting there and he's got the mask under his nose. <laughs> and his doctor is in uh, KN95 cloth mask, face shield and goggles. <laughs> And she's saying, are you vaccinated? Are you a COVID denier? In their mind, in the doctor's mind, they're the ones that are saving people in their minds. So maybe they are. And I'm just, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong, Bruce. I'm not saying you're wrong at all, because I believe you're 100% right. But in their minds, in their twisted minds, in their warped minds of this, this psychological monstrosity that they've but been anybody, twisted around but the problem, Yeah, but the problem is, anybody... At that level of medical understanding, knows the situation with or not vaccine. They should, because yes. It, they should do, because basically, all, I mean, doctors 
I mean, when you went into company and had a chat, and if there was a doctor and you spoke to a doctor, they used to go, oh, that's not Mr. or Mrs. That's doctor, whatever. And they were proud to be a doctor and they knew their subject. Now you have doctors nowadays just taking the science know-how from non-medical people, from company people, from the people who write checks. Nothing else. And that's the science. That, that is disgusting. That's right. Yeah. And that, that's the only thing that can make a difference. The government sit there and say, well, scientifically, we've been told never by who. And yet you've got a background of doctors, scientists, all up in arms in the background, giving it, this is criminal. And yet it's still being pushed forward. So until the doctors actually ethically and morally stand up, and if it means throwing your hat in and going away from the job, at least you know your conscience is clear. Otherwise, you could be party to someone's death, if not already. It's just ridiculous. I, I, I would contend that many of these doctors are... Uh, they do have people's deaths on their hands because they were uh, denying them early treatments for uh, COVID during this pandemic. So, I mean, as that an as using that as an example, I think there's a, a number of doctors that have deaths on their hands because of inaction because they wouldn't use the medical knowledge that we had at the time. Yeah, they were quite actually, whether happy or not, unable to be forced in a direction when just have the responsibility to be in a job that's supposed to save lives when you start bending that that's the dark side that is just so bad you know something there was an argument back in the day when the uh, uh obamas tried to do the uh you know obamacare we that's where we got our wonderful medical system that we have today that uh, we have expanded. to pay 10 times more which they just expanded yes um yes i remember some of the arguments back then uh, basically was, uh, this is going to result in death panels. Eventually, we're going to get to the point to where we're going to have a death panel, and they're going to decide whether you can have a life-saving treatment or not. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It, it actually went you further than that. You say a death that. panel. Hang on just well, a second. I got to make this point on this one right here. It actually went further than that. Uh, me and a friend of mine at the time, we got a hold of the actual legislation. It was like 1,300 pages or whatever it was, which was unheard of at the time. Now they're putting four, five, 6,000 page bills up there and given an hour to vote on it. But at that time, and I didn't find it, a friend of mine found it when he was reading on ahead uh, and he later showed it to me and it was actually in there. And to my knowledge, it was never gotten rid of. And that was down the road, if you didn't have a subdermal microchip implanted in you, then you would be denied medical care. Yes. Oh, that marvelous. was in there. That was 10 that, years ago. That, um, yeah. That, and we that want all your biometrics. Things. Thank you very much. Yes. And I wonder who's going to be. And, and you're telling me, uh, does that chip come with a privacy notice? <laughs> That's just ridiculous. No, what you were saying, the thing is, the longer you live, the more you see and the more life encompasses you. So this has happened with me and my daughter at this moment. My mother is over a century old now. She had, there was um, a, what you can call it, a pastor, a vicar, or anyway, a religious person, yeah, that used to go around the hospitals when my sister was in there. My mother, in her 90s, was a carer for her daughter, which was my sister. And at that age, that's quite, that's quite a thing to do. And my sister suffered from diabetes, but she also had to um, be on dialysis three times a week. And one year... She was intensive care, or oh, because because the imbalance of 
one against the other if you have and but she had a problem with her foot if the foot wears away she's diabetes you've if you treat them for antibiotics that then upsets the insulin and everything else and it's a horrible balance and it is a slippery slope so her heart gives out under stress her heart gives out at one stage but they revive her following year similar happens yeah but she's in the hospital and next visit she gets she's upset why because the doctors within an earshot of her were vocally saying should we or should we not revive her if she goes down i mean <laughs> sorry it shouldn't happen i mean you don't Talk matter-of-factly about someone with an earshot of that. I mean, that itself puts them in a negative point of view. And whether that aided to her going down at all or not, but she didn't live that much longer after that. When you think the caring system, does it care? It adds what? The mind is what keeps you alive. It does keep you alive. Because like I said, my mother's over 100. Now, she's had enough. This rise of failing now. She's still got a sense of humor, but she's given it, you know. But my daughter, who we travel across country to see her, and she loves to see her, said to her one day, Grandma, 102, is mystical. So her grandmother is still trying to be there. And yet she had to, over 100, take a vaccine. She never had the flu jabs. She's looked after herself. But to see her friend, who used to speak to my sister in the hospitals, to see her, she took the flu jab. Then she had to take the COVID jab. None that she ever, she always looked after herself, but she was told your friend now has possible cancer, but to see her, you have to take all these. What sense does that make? I'm sorry. What? what, what? It made none whatsoever. But like that bloke who, or they want to give a kidney, the dictation of the medical society on a political level is forcing this. So we're back to the objects again. Yeah. And that is what's happening more and more. I mean, you take something, here we go. What's happened lately within this? Do you remember an MP getting killed? Was it in a church meeting or something yes. in this country? Yes, it was a couple of years ago. I do remember it, yeah. Yeah, now that court case has finally come to be, yes? Now he went out, obviously, on a political point of view or something, and just went out and killed him. For a political point of view, terrorism, yeah, yeah. We'll say what you want, but it was his yeah. views against him, so he killed him. Another court case happened the other day. Now, he was parliamentarian, so that bloke got a full life sentence. That means full life. No no, no counting in years, full life sentence. Another bloke the other day, it was um, he deliberately went into a store, got himself some weapons and stuff and that, found a woman, a young woman, sexually abused her and killed her. But the thing is, his court case came up and he, right, could have had a maximum of 30 years but the judge stretched it to 36. And yet, this guy has abused a woman, then killed her, and yet he can't have a full life sentence? Because what? Because she wasn't a part par- in Parliament? I yes, think, I, hang on. I would have I would have it thought. It just doesn't add up. No, it doesn't. But in that particular scenario, I mean, I'm thinking, I know it's England and all, but in that particular scenario, I'm thinking certain US states, you're not going to be on death row very long kind of thing if you do something like that. Oh, yeah, I know. But that that becomes, whether it's a people thing, whether they go to prison and somebody goes, yeah, and the criminals sort them out themselves, yeah, that yeah. might be something different. But as a rule of law, which one of those is more abhorrent? I know it's they both took a life. One went in, went, rumpf, don't like you, ding dong. Another one went in, I don't know you, 
The other one had a political statement, obviously saw this individual as a person or a political figure. This other person didn't know the woman, sexually abused her, and then killed her. Which one is more abhorrent and twisted, if you look at it along those lines? And yet, one gets a lesser sentence. It's very, very strange. The legal systems, I mean, and you can guarantee you're going to get lawyers pick up on that, and they will feast on that, and things will come back to the table. But it shouldn't happen in the first place. But there you go. That's just my point of view. Unfortunately, I'm I'm not... I, I want to say I'm surprised, but I'm not. I'm not surprised at all that this is happening because effectively our political systems have become a dictatorship. Mm. Both of them. Uh, like the entire West, if you look at it, really has more or less become a dictatorship. If you look at the, the, the stuff that happened during COVID and everything. So the, the fact that you're punished greater for going against the uh, nobility or the uh, elite, however you want to word it. Um, establishment. Yeah, the establishment. Uh, of course, you're going to get a, a greater punishment. <laughs> I, I can't. I, I'm still stuck on the, the the whole medical system and the way they're treating people. And I I cannot imagine. I, I'm still stuck. Like, I, I'm I'm sorry, doctor. Do you want to keep your kneecaps? Because that's the only. If you're a poor family and you can barely afford to go in and get the medical treatments, you, you've scrounged up the money to try to get somebody treated, right? So that they're going to have an, an enjoyable life. And then the medical system says, basically, F you. What, what is your course of action? What do you do? You can't afford lawyers to go after them because that's the money you needed for the treatment. So what do you do? I, I, I can't. It's, I, I it's, just, it's upsetting, yeah. isn't it? It is. It, yeah. it, is, it is so personal a thing that affects every stage of someone's life. And to actually just be treated so inhumanely and objectively, I mean, it wasn't me. I was giving it, I can't believe what I'm hearing. And if if one person gets it, how many people are being treated like that? I'd hate to think, I mean, how many people? How many people are being treated like that and, not, treat, and they don't I mean, notice? Oh, yeah. No, the ones that are masked up and the ones that, that, that have their vaccine passports, they think that they're doing good and they're doing the right thing. They'll go in there and they'll sit down and they'll shut up and they'll take the abuse. They'll take the being led around by the collar or whatever. You know, they'll take that. It is just... It's inc- I mean, think of it on a larger scale. In COVID, everybody's having this debate open up about numbers, statistics of how many people would have died if there was no vaccine. And since the vaccine, how many people have died because of the vaccine? But what else has it done? It totally slowed down the waiting lists that were so big before COVID, but totally ignored during COVID. So. Anybody that died due to whether it was cancer, misdiagnosis, pushed out the way, I reckon that list could be quite big as well. And that is because of this agenda that was pushed for two years. It's it's horrible. If you think about it, it compounds in so many different aspects and ways. Now that mountain of grief and just evil guilt is just it's, it's amazing. It is just a sore it's a sore i tell you it's oh and people that could know know exactly the truth behind all this and they could just openly get on with everything and let it carry on i mean I'm, you're soulless you just just you just it is pointless you're not you're not human you've lost your humanity you have and that is as simple as that and you you are dehumanizing everybody and that is what they've become 
and 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 it was just it, it was an eye opener. I mean, I I have always believed in the human race, and I still do. Hope is always out there. As long as you've got these places like Tanzania, as long as you've got the truckers in Canada, as long as you've got people that will stand up, and you got those people walking the pavements in Germany every blooming day, you have people out there that will always give me hope. I will have my moments, and today was one of them. And it slapped me well and good in the face. And I got slightly upset, I must admit. I think it's a what you had, Ned, was something what we would call a, a normal reaction. That's what we would call it. Because I think I would have done exactly the same. Well, I might have even gotten a little bit more hostile than, <laughs> than you. My daughter, because, literally. I mean, yeah, no. I've just like, when I see these people at like these shops or whatever, you know, these plastic acrylic things or whatever. When I see this stuff and I see the moron on the other side of that thing wearing a mask and is scared to death, when I see that and then they get on to somebody else, as in, hey, you over there, you're not wearing that mask properly. I I just want to reach through that. And I didn't misspeak when I just said that. I want to reach through that piece of uh, a plastic acrylic thing they got up there. And I want to knock that person upside the head. Yeah. And that's not that, that's not advocating for some kind of violence or something. That's just a normal reaction right. to how stupid these people have become. Or or maybe they always were that stupid. We're just now seeing it manifested in physical form now. Because I'm in the shop yesterday, right? Or two days ago, two days ago. I was telling Bruce about this privately. I haven't mentioned this yet. I was in the shop two days ago. Mind you, they've dropped the, the masks and, and the COVID passports and everything here. That, that's been dropped. Uh, all of a sudden, it just got dropped. Whoa, whoa, they miraculous. Everybody's done what they were supposed to do. And uh, the case numbers are down. But you can wear masks if you want to. They said that. You can wear masks if you want to. So you know what? Everybody still does. I'm in line. Me and, and like four or five other people in the store don't have them on. I've got my... You call it a trolley. We call it a shopping cart. I've got my shopping cart full of fruits, vegetables, a little bit of grains, you know, carbohydrates, bread, uh, some some oatmeal, uh, rice, things like that. No junk. No no junk. I've got uh, I've got fresh juices in there and, and things like that. You know, stuff that goes bad in like three days if you don't drink it. That that kind of stuff. The the pure stuff. And Johnny, you're a lucky man because the cost of the fresh stuff it is, is going expensive. up. It is. Yeah, it is expensive. Mm. But I've got all this stuff and I'm looking around at everybody else, the ones that are wearing the masks and standing in line. I'm at the at the end there at the checkout at at the till and I'm looking around and I see all these other people that are wearing masks. And I mean, like eyeglasses on fogged up and they have to take their eyeglasses off to take the fog off, rub the fog off of them. But they don't stop to think it's the mask that's actually causing that fog. Then they put the glasses back on. Don't take the mask off. I know it's hilarious. I'm looking at what they've got in their carts. And it's chocolate milk. It's pudding. It's uh, it's soda <laughs> pop. It, it you know soda soft drinks. It's uh, it's yep. just chi- crisps. I like five six bags of crisps in some of these people's uh, shopping carts, and just junk. You know, candy yep. and and everything else in there. And I'm like, that is why most of them are where they are. I, I know, I know. And that's, I'm not that's putting them down. Is. I'm not putting them down. It's a case of generation after generation after generation. It's yeah. the easy, cheap option, whatever. But that's not food. I go, it's not, it's not I, I do the same as no you. nutrition. I know. Thankfully, my daughter, every time I ask her if she wants to have a meal or whatever, what do you want? And she will choose at least four vegetables. That'll be her choice and fresh. And that's good. Thankfully, I can still buy it. Or I will rather buy, not buy something for myself to make sure she's got it. But people have lost that idea. 
people have totally and this is what they don't get right out of fresh vegetables fresh stuff that's grown oron comes up through the plants you have it it's good for your bones when you don't eat this fresh stuff that's grown and stuff like that you have a higher chance of arthritic problems later on and they wonder why it happens your body is your temple look after it and problem with that ideal is you've got to take it upon yourself generations of people have not taken it upon themselves because through media channels through papers through whatever through total different books on dieting nutrition and everything else in one year this is good for you two years later it's bad for you (laughs) it's something's good for you because they've given all that responsibility that self-responsibility and self-discipline which is so obvious that it's not there now they've given it away yeah and it's well very annoying (laughs) but i laughed actually and that was the fogging up thing yeah i just had a vision do you know when you draw up to the lights in your yeah. car sometimes yeah. and somebody jumps out of nowhere and goes can i wash your windscreen so <laughs> i'd vision it's some less of a problem here it's... down the supermarket yeah, yeah. going can i wipe your glasses <laughs> <laughs> give, us a, give, give, give us a give us a dime or a dollar or a penny or whatever yeah i'll do your glasses <laughs> i just had this vision of just oh it's just sorry no it's no just... no the squeegee man yeah it's it's and they're very popular in new york they would they would just and jump out of nowhere and they would cues. just start washing your window and it's like i didn't ask you to do that it's, oh it's, you need it sir it's it's you you have to have it done it all that for all those masks in the supermarket queue somebody to defog your glasses just going down the line there you go yeah, yeah. someone could there's a business opportunity there okay um <laughs> we're getting close to uh to time here do you have anything else you want to uh you want to cover um, I did want to have a little update on the extinction. Oh, yes. I saw today, as a matter of fact, a friend of ours, (laughs) mutual friend of Bruce and mine, he actually posted something out of uh, out of Norfolk today. There is let me see if I can let me go grab it. Uh, Here it is. Just stop oil protesters is what they're what they're calling themselves because we talked about eco warriors last week. Uh, They have chained themselves to overhead pipes at an Essex terminal in protest over oil and gas production. Members of the group are staging protests and blocking roads around a number of locations across the country. The demonstrations have caused disruption on roads across the southeast and led to petrol stations running out of fuel nationwide. Protests have involved some people gluing their hands and feet to the road or locking themselves to tanker lorries. Mm Mm-hmm. There you Madness. go. They did um they did the uh, the Lloyds as well, the Lloyds building. They did Lloyd's Bank too. No, not the bank. You know the big insurers, Lloyd's oh, Insurance. Oh, the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, build, yeah, the yeah. insurance they building. Blocked, yeah. They, they blocked all that up. They've uh-huh. blocked all that off as they well. They glued themselves to the, the, uh, the doors or something. They've got some lovely banners and everything. Idiots. Okay. Who's funding it? Fine, I wonder, but never mind. But underline it all, when they had a couple of spokesmen come out, and this is what gets me. In the UK, if you look at the carbon reduction and everything else, UK is quite good. Yeah. In fact, it's probably ahead of quite a few European countries. Yeah, you and guys whatever. have shut down a lot of industries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've but, made great progress uh, yeah, at shut, yeah, yeah. shutting down well, industries. Yeah. Everybody else has got an industry other than Britain now. But yeah. It's, but the thing is, so if we reduced all that and this extinction rebellion, right, This is this only going to happen to Britain, is it? Haven't they oh, no. thought that, hang on, no, no. all these third world industries are going to be using all 
these fossil fuels as well before they get up to a certain level of industry. So why are you trying to really piss off us? And they're trying to apparently um, recruit up to three and a half percent of the population on their side. Three and a half percent. Well, my answer to you is that's brilliant. Go somewhere where you would make a difference. Go there. If you're really into reducing the carbon footprint, this is a world thing, not a petty thing, right? You're really messing up. All you're doing is making people drive further to fill a tank up. They're still burning it. They will find a petrol station if it's 40 miles down the line or whatever. You're just causing anarchy. If you mean what you say, recruit your 3.5% and jolly off somewhere else in the world and do some good. Because put your money where your mouth is. If this is what you want to do, have a look at all the other European countries. Have a look at any other country in the world and go and say, we are the Extinction Rebellion and we believe in what we do. Other than that, I think you are just a petty load of idiots. Well, you know, preach something and don't do it in the proper place. There you go. You're just causing more problems and a bigger carbon footprint, as well as I'm saying at the moment. Well, you you did hit on uh, an important point. Those developing countries that are still using fossil fuels, they're immune to that. Any of the any of the you know the the Paris agreements, uh, the Kyoto, you know, we're supposed to. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're supposed to cut all this uh, carbon emissions and everything. Developing countries are immune to this. Mm. They're, they're, they're not in this at all. Which um, include India in, and China, in, by the way. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Ironically, uh, China. Um, yeah, think on that one. Wonder, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's just a sham. It's just a, it, it fits in, we've kind of talked about it before, this all fits in, the, the green agenda fits into the, the Great Reset system. Uh, you can't have the developed world have a uh, higher economy, better economy, more, the, their money can't be worth more. So you have to bring them down to the same level as the developing countries because it's, it's equitable for all the, all the countries involved. It's, it's equitable. And then they just enact their control mechanisms. It's, it's, it's farce. That's what I'm trying to say. It's one farce and the Extinction Rebellion is another farce. And it's just, especially when they're trying to use the kids and the older people for the reeks. It reeks just of one Bill more Gates. Thing. It, it reeks of Bill Gates. I'm sorry. It just <laughs> it does, it does. It does. It does. Can I ask you about a paper or a book that's being published in your country? So I heard uh, about it, but I'm not sure ahead. whether it's actually go real. Go ahead. I'm not, I'm not sure of, I don't know if it's I have called, any knowledge it's, of it. What is it's it? called The Real Anthony Fauci. Yes, I've heard of that one. Yeah, I've, I've heard of that by uh, Robert <laughs> F. Kennedy. Yeah, I've heard of that. That's the one, Junior. Yes, Junior. It's, <laughs> it's, been, uh, it's been a New York Times bestseller for, is it 17 weeks now? And they refuse to cover it. Uh, all right. There's, there's, there have been a lot of books that have talked about the real Anthony Fauci or uh, talked about what happened in the Trump administration over the pandemic. And all of those books have had the, okay, so New York Times, the, the, the bestsellers, uh, how they do it, it's supposed to be based on um, how many book sales it is and all of that. These books are selling like two, three, four times greater than whatever the first place is. Mm-hmm. And yet, they're not being they're they're like on the 13th on the list or or something like that they're they're way down there on the uh so that when they show the lists they're just low enough that you don't see it yeah just to be firm so basically i I just saw a flyer and it went the real anthony fauci bill gates big pharma and the global war on democracy and public health by afk jr 
So it is existence. I just yeah. saw a flyer and I went, oh, I wonder, because obviously with media shutdown and everything else, I haven't seen that in any of the bookshops yet. Probably won't either. The one I'm really yeah. interested in, and I haven't, I haven't uh, pulled the pulled the lever on yet, is um, Scott Atlas's book. Scott Atlas is one of the doctors that was in the Trump administration. He's the one that was brought in later as an advisor or whatever. And he was completely against all of, He's on the same page as we are. He's like a doctor in the sense of I'm trying to help people. And uh, he was standing against all the uh, the masking, the the increase in testing and all of that. He's pushing for things like hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, you know, those kind of things. He talks about what happened in the Trump administration, who Burks and Fauci and how they're you know, who the who was pushing who to be uh, in, in the limelight, who was uh, pushing for the, the increase in testing and the regulations and all of that. And he talks about the lunacy that was involved and how much of a wet noodle, we'll say, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm being polite, Trump was uh, when <laughs> it came to all of this. noodle. <laughs> a wet noodle, yes. Um, that's, a very, that's a very um, sublime way of speaking. Yeah. Well, well, you could say it, something. It, I know, I know. Yeah, it's, as much as anything else, no matter who's in power, they can be manipulated. Trump was a strange fellow. He did a hell of a lot of rebalancing economically your country. I will never ever take that away from him. He had his failings, and whether there was too much pressure or whatever in that last year, I don't get it. That was a big mistake, as far as I'm concerned, and we all know that. But it's whether. This big chessboard, uh, all these pieces are getting moved on. Uh, it, it, there's not the standard amount of pieces on this chessboard. There's hundreds of them. There's hundreds of them. And th the people that have been playing this game have been playing it for a lot longer than people realize. And that's the scary thing. All you've got to do is think down the lines of they have to be playing it because they've had so many failures along the way, whether it was with previous virus pushes or whatever remember this idea has been going on for a long time so when things fail they will have another option to push another option it's how people have to learn to look through these things and have to stand together it's um i'm just going to say one thing more and basically whoever's listening if you're still at a crossroads of what to believe in one way or another um yeah we're here just to be listened to and the information we give out, we haven't come up with it in a fiction novel of our own or anything. It's just information. Do your own research. And if you don't know where to start, start with one name. It's one name. Then see if it connects to another name. And you'll be surprised how these same names will just keep appearing within all these different areas. And you can put your own little jigsaw together, whether you call it... Um, a jigsaw of money or a jigsaw of coincidences. Start your own little thing. Amuse yourself. Just start it. Get a whiteboard. Do whatever. Just start your own little portfolio. But all I can guarantee is that you will find momentary points of truth and enlightenment along the way. Hopefully that will be enough for you to say to somebody, have you seen this? Or do you know about this? And that will help to actually, hopefully, Start to make people think. And somewhere along the line, all I hope is that we can find a, a basis to learn to trust and rehumanize ourselves again.
And with that, we'll go ahead and jump out of here. Very well said, sir. I'd like to add just one last thing uh, to your point there. And that is take off the damn mask for God's sake. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> just take it off. For it God's like sake. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Which did you, you saw what happened? Yeah. Bird decided he was going to uh, relieve himself on him the other day. Yeah. You saw that? Well, he's at the podium. Yeah. It's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Good luck to the chap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. For those of you who would like to send us some feedback, we would love to hear from you. Please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener. We would humbly ask you to pass this along to five friends. That's all, just five friends. You know someone you're trying to wake up. You know someone you're trying to get to think on their own. We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. All right, gentlemen, I want to thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday.